1: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and NA, member FDIC.
2: Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks game podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download the app and use promo code CHGO geo when you sign up thanks for being here with us hawks lose three two in overtime to the anaheim ducks which is the second best tank outcome you could hope for a regulation loss would have been better but uh hey uh, the hawks uh, lose a point in the tank standings or gain a point however you want to look at it in a game that was uh you know pretty even from two teams that are bottom feeders in this league and i think the hawks had probably an overall edge in play uh, in this one. So nothing to really be upset about um, in terms of performance or those sort of things. Um, but, you you know, hey, if you're going to lose, it would have been nice to get zero points instead of one.
1: True. Uh, yeah, that was about what you would expect from two of the top contenders in the uh, Counter-Badar Derby, one in the Blackhawks who hasn't played in 10 days and the other who played last night. Yeah. So you had a weird... Uh, you know, energy there. That first period definitely showed that first period was like, Oh God. Yeah. Sleepy. Just a lot of mispasses and, and just dump and chase. And then the second period got a little, a little more entertaining, a little excitement. You had four, four goals. And you know, though the only goals uh, until overtime. So Hawks had their chances. You know, there were a couple plays where just missed a stick or Tyler Johnson gets tied up at the last second or a post, a couple posts were hit. Or or it was the case that we've seen a lot of, hey, I'm right in front of the net. I'm going to pass backwards into the oh. teeth of the defense. That happened way too many times. And some, a couple times from guys that you didn't expect it from. Uh, you know, we've grown used to seeing certain guys do that. But in the first period, Philip Kershev did it, got in behind the defense, and then he's five feet from the goalie and decides to drop it right back. And
2: yeah, it's yeah it was that was tough, that was tough. Yeah, we're gonna break it all down. There's a lot to get to in this one, despite it being a pretty boring game. Um, but. Make sure you smash that like button on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel as well. If you're listening on the podcast app, thank you for that. Make sure you're following or subscribed or whatever your uh, app calls it. Every app is different, uh, but make sure you hit that as well. And if you want to, turn those notifications on so you know as soon as an episode drops, should you miss the live podcast here on YouTube. But make sure you do all those things for us, especially smashing that like button on the YouTube page. I want to start this show uh, by talking about Patrick Kane. And I know there's been a lot of news about his future uh, and all those things going on. Mario wrote about it uh, today for allchgo.com. Check that out if you have not. Um, but I want to talk about him on the ice for right now. Um, the reports going around that everyone knows he's damaged goods. Everybody knows he needs surgery, yada, yada, yada. Patrick Kane looked rested and looked good in this one. Finished the game with an assist he was a plus two. He had four shots on goal and another shot attempt. Um, there was a beautiful feed to Jason Dickinson. Dickinson got tied up, and it led to a penalty. So put the puck right on the money. There were a couple times where Kane was able to do that, and guys just were not able to complete the task. And we did see a few times the body language of frustration of Patrick Kane where he's playing well, he's making great passes, he's setting guys up, and they're just not completing what he sets up but overall uh had i you know dropped in on this season not really knowing any, anything about it Patrick Kane did not look like a hurt player or a damaged goods player to me in this he, one
1: he uh, had the assist he was a plus two almost 22 minutes of ice time tonight four shots on goal five attempts that's three games in a row he's played real well yeah those last uh, the game in calgary he was good the game in edmonton he was good
2: well 10 days off certainly helped too. It
1: does help it doesn't hurt um he might be you know patrick kane's that type of player where like the second you say he can't do something he's gonna be like f you watch
2: the ask brad marchand yeah if you ever watched the 2013 stanley cup final dvd or blu-ray marchand says something to the effect of you haven't done much in this series and patrick kane's like you know what i'm gonna go win the cons you're right <laughs> watch this yeah yeah he's the type of guy
1: that takes offense to that kind of stuff. And you know he hears it. He's been asked about it. Yeah. He was asked about it uh Monday after practice. Yeah. And he doesn't look like a guy that that's that's favoring a hip right now. Were there games this year where you could say that? Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just a lot of yeah, he's not 100% but it's early February in the NHL. Who's 100% in the NHL right now? Yeah. And I think a lot of that chatter is getting put out there on purpose by teams that want to acquire him but want to drive down the sure. asking price. You know, it's con- yeah. it's crazy how it's the New York <laughs> Rangers reporter yeah, who's the knows, guy putting that out there. Everyone knows he's damaged goods. Yeah, you know, come on now. Give me a break. Listen, yeah. 85% of Patrick Kane is still better than 85% of the NHL.
2: And you know that should he be traded and obviously he would be traded to a contender. uh, Once those playoffs kick in, he's going to find that extra level that he always does. He's been playing with this, whatever it is for a long time. He said as much He's like, when when I'm on the ice, I'm not thinking about it. I've been hurt before playing sports. And when it's something that is restricting my play, it's all you think about. It's all you think about. Like, I don't want to hit it again. I don't want to make it worse. I'm really not my best right now. Patrick Kane, here's what i'll say he when he is not motivated we've seen that a few times this year he looks slow and he looks hurt when he's motivated he doesn't he's gonna look really fast and really spry in a colorado
1: avalanche yeah, uniform or, exactly or carolina hurricane uniform here in a few weeks yeah like it he, he he's had this nagging injury for a couple seasons he had 92 points with this same injury last year. Right. Playing with Brinkett and Strom. Yep. His third highest point total of his career with this nagging injury. So, yeah, is it is it affecting him? Yeah, a little bit. But, you know, playing with Andres see you and and, you know, Max
2: Domi for most of the year.
1: Might have a little something to do with that too. Yes.
2: And look, it's not taking anything away. Well, a fantasy was not a top line player on any. Well, we knew that going
1: in, but yet he was there for the first 20 games. Max Domi has been solid for the Hawks,
2: but he's not in anyone's universe a top line center. He's just not. He's never been that in his career uh, until now um, because he has to be out of necessity. Uh, It's just, you know, I. I think that's part of it. I do think that, you know, the knee injury that occurred last month slowed him down for a while. I think he's over that. But it looks like he's over it. There's been some time off. And he was he was very, very solid, very noticeable in this game. And I hate trying to read body language. But when the story is so... It's been, like, literally since last year, the story's been, what's going to happen with Taves and Kane? And Kane is a lot more expressive on the ice you'll see him kind of slump his shoulders or put his head down or, like, throw his hands up. Taves has never really been that guy. He'll slam a stick, but usually when he makes a mistake, he'll show that emotion about himself. Kane is a lot more... He's a lot easier to read in terms of his emotions in the moment in the game. And, again, there were a few of those tonight where he looked frustrated and disappointed, not because of the failure of teammates necessarily, but just because things weren't working. Yeah. Like,
1: he was... That that Dickinson play in the second period, that got the penalty, uh, where he fed him the pass. He kind of was like, "Oh, come on." Maybe he was, just maybe that was a gesture because he didn't see the the penalty get called right away, and he was like, well, "Come on, where's the call?" Or right. Or maybe yeah. he's just like, "Oh, why you got to hook him there, man?" Or so I don't know. But yeah, you you see that you saw it tonight, but that just shows you that he's you know a guy that's disinterested isn't making those kind of, it doesn't have that body language no. when things aren't working.
2: Right. Yeah. It's a good point. Showing that you're pissed and annoyed. That means you care. Exactly.
1: So like I've been saying that all season. Sure. It's easy to say he's disinterested when the points aren't there, but he's got the same mannerisms he had when he scored 115 points and won the heart trophy.
2: Yeah. You know, it's just, it is, it is what it is. A couple of people in the chat mentioning Ian Mitchell in this one too. Um, we were talking about it before the game with Jared Tenorti activated off IR and him looking to come back Friday. It feels like he and Mitchell might know that his time with the Blackhawks has come and he might get sent down to Rockford. Uh, he was trying to make things happen a lot. Uh, not that he hasn't been for the rest of the year, but very noticeably offensively engaged in this one. Yeah, but uh, had some nice some nice pinches. Nice sustained offense. You did, but then you also got the full Ian Mitchell
1: Mitchell spectrum because the that first Ducks goal, granted, it was not a very good rebound. It was poor rebound placement by Marazic, but the guy that had the easy tap-in was Ian Mitchell's guy as Mitchell was just standing there watching him get to that rebound. He didn't do much to prevent that rebound, so you got a little bit of it all. You've got the great offensive play, and then you see that goal, and you're like, this is why... He can't stick.
2: Yeah, I, I, it's t- I, I, to have trouble pinning that one on. Mrazik. Not only did he give up a rebound, he also like took a stick and poked it out in that direction. Yeah, it was. And I'm not. It's bl- just lack of awareness by Mrazik.
1: I'm not blaming that goal on Ian Mitchell, but there could have been like he had his back
2: turned. Yeah, and, like
1: not even he didn't have any awareness either. At the very least, try and tie up the stick of that guy that can get to the rebound. You know, be aware that. I mean, when you're playing in front of Peter Mrazek, you should be aware that a rebound could be coming at you and your guy at any second. So just a little, a little more situational awareness there. I'm not blaming that goal on Ian Mitchell. He had a really good game. I don't know if they're going to send him back right away, um, just because they got a a, a three game road trip coming yeah. up here or four game road trip through Canada. So they're going to carry a seventh defenseman. So he'll probably stick around. It's just going to be back to the back to the. Press box for three games and then get a game and then, you know, so he'll probably make the Canadian trip, uh, you know, starting Saturday in Winnipeg and then they're in eastern Canada all next week. So and, and <laughs> we were joking earlier, uh keep your eyes peeled to the CEHGO uh Twitter accounts. Mario and I were going around the the Hawks locker room this morning after morning skate getting uh Super Bowl predictions. From the Blackhawks. Yeah, very cool. Put that together for a fun little social media thing. And uh, Ian Mitchell was the first guy I talked to. So I was ribbing Mario a bit because uh, uh, Mario, he's shaking. I can see him waiting. He's shaking his head. Uh, <laughs> Mario has a track record of when he talks to a guy, he's usually on the bus to Rockford in a couple of days. So I was like, oh, poor Ian Mitchell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, but
1: we, I think he'll be around for at least the next four or five games.
2: Well, Dude, let's hope, because I, I, like I like the way he's been playing lately. Before we get to Mario, uh, we want to answer a $5 super chat from Lebowski5. He says, that the Hawks get the fourth or worst pick in this draft, they should trade that pick to the Ducks for McTavish. Is that idiotic or reasonable? He's a number one center. Well, I don't know why the Ducks would trade a yeah. 20-year-old already established number one center for a lottery ticket you would hope would be as good as Mason McTavish. Because
1: if the Blackhawks are getting fourth, or worse overall, that means the Ducks are getting one of those top three picks. Um,
2: so yeah, why would imagine. you trade
1: Mason Metavish if you're getting Connor Bedard with Trevor Zegers and Troy Terry? That's like Stanley Cup in six or seven years.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think that would... For an, Reasonable a, for us. Yeah, for the Hawks, sure. Probably,
1: on the, I wouldn't call it idiotic, but unreasonable. The Ducks the would aunt. call
2: you a pud, Whack and hang up <laughs> if you asked them for that deal uh hey chgo is supported by goose island beer company chicago's beer since 1988 i was 11 and mario wasn't born yet you know the blackhawks pale ale the limited release awesome such good stuff the hawks and goose island have been neighbors for 25 plus years the goose pub which we will be in on friday for our takeover opened almost 10 years ago in the united center and the tap room is a pre-game destination for hawks fans and the two organizations do a lot of charity work together uh over the years but there's also the beer hug ipa series a bunch of those i saw my buddy james Naveau drinking one of those tonight the green line the matilda uh, i love the 312 and uh we got it right here, right here behind us a nice full case i have to make its way into my backpack <laughs> you never know just to go home and make sure it still tastes as good as i remembered goose islands two local locations are open and ready to welcome you Grab a beer right from their innovation tanks at the Goose Island Tap Room at 1800 West Fulton or grab a smash burger and a fresh beer of the week at the original Clybourne House at 1800 North Clybourne. For reservations and pickup, go to gooseisland.com slash locations, Goose Island Beer Company and CHGO, a match made in beer heaven, my friends.
1: Yep. And uh, if you want to get tickets to a Blackhawks game so you can go to the United Center and enjoy one of those tasty goose islands from the goose island pub, uh, you need to check out our friends over at game time. There are only four home games left until the March 3rd deadline. So if there is any particular players that may or may not be in a Blackhawks uniform, say after March 2nd, now is your chance to get tickets to those games. Yep. Our takeover is this Friday night against the Coyotes. Uh, our tickets are sold out, uh, but that doesn't mean you still can't come to the game and come hang out with us anyway. You're, everybody's welcome to stop by and say hello. Yeah, We'll be hanging out all night long. So if you want to uh, join and, and have some fun at the game, check out Game Time. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Have you ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? Kind of like the 50-yard line, maybe behind home plate. Maybe you want to sit right behind the penalty box so you could yell at dudes as they sit there feeling shame for two minutes. Well, it's possible with game time. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal on Blackhawk tickets this season, and they guarantee it the lowest price in this on the secondary market. If you find a ticket price cheaper on one of those imitation ticket sites. Let them know over at Game Time and they will match it. If you love CHGO, CHGO, then you will love Game Time as well. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you. Scroll down, smash that giant white thumb. And uh, just below that, you'll see the link to buy your Blackhawk tickets. You'll also see that in the description to any of our podcasts, wherever you're consuming this episode. So join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats for all your favorite
2: events. $13 for that March 2nd game against the Dallas Stars, which could be the final game at the United Center for Kane and Taves at game Time. $13. If they're, if, if
1: they're still on the team and we both know that they're going to accept a trade, there's no way they're in the lineup
2: that night. Is I would there? imagine not.
1: Uh, there's no way, but hey, let's ha- that's a discussion for... Say a March first podcast.
2: Well, you can hear the United Center slamming and beeping behind you. Uh, so let's bring in Mario Tiribasi joining us now live from the beautiful press box at the United Center. Mario, anyone sent down uh, that you spoke to this morning?
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, not at the uh, not at the current moment. I believe everyone is still uh, here, present, and accounted for. Um, but that could change. Who knows?
2: Yeah. Um, what was the mood in the room? I know it's. Uh, I saw you shared a video from uh, Jason Dickinson with us. I don't know if you made it public on Twitter. Um, just saying, they kind of felt like they should have won the game. Was that sort of the uh, the consensus around the locker room?
0: Yeah, that was the sense tonight. Tyler Johnson, uh, Jason Dickinson, and uh, head coach Luke Richardson all had pretty much the same um, the same messaging that you know this this was a game that the Blackhawks probably should have won. They had the best, uh, you know, best uh, chances out of, out of the game uh, out of f- for both teams, and um, you know, I, you know, you guys were talking about it a little bit uh, before I jumped on here, but um, you know, some some goals that I, I think Peter Mrazek would like to have back tonight, but um, you know, it's 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 one of those uh, instances where you know the, the Blackhawks put together uh, a, a good effort, but just don't come out on the on the winning end and. Um, unfortunately for the tank, it had to come in overtime rather than in regulation. But um, yeah, this this was a game that the Blackhawks played better than the Ducks, and you know we were we were wondering how the layoff would affect the Blackhawks compared to the Ducks being on the second night of back-to-backs. And uh, for a while, it looked like you know the Blackhawks were the the aggressors and and maybe the the team that was feeling a little bit more fresh. And then at other times, it was yeah, they probably have a little bit of, uh, rust to, uh, to, to shake off. And, and the ducks looked like, you know, they, they had their legs, um, after the, uh, the, the all-star break. So just a game that, you know, was, was, uh, skewed in the favor of the Blackhawks, but it's two teams that are at the very bottom of the, uh, NHL standings. And most of this game kind of felt like, I dare you to score. Uh, I double dog dare you to score. Yeah, And it just, it just came out, uh in Anaheim's favor.
2: Well, we mentioned him. We've not really gotten to him yet uh, during the show, but Jason Dickinson with another really strong game as the de facto number one center on Patrick Kane's line. He's got seven points in his last, I think, four games maybe? Whatever it is, he's on a tear lately. And him and Patrick Kane, oddly enough, like if I had to pick somebody for Patrick Kane to find some chemistry with, I'm not sure I would choose uh, Jason Dickinson. But, man, those two have really clicked together very well uh Dickinson just kind of plays such a simple game he I, th- I th- heard him being interviewed during the second intermission just sort of saying like hey you're playing with Kane you got to be ready keep it simple keep the stick on the ice and go to the net and he's been rewarded that, I mean that's exactly how he got the goal the penalty he drew Patrick Kane had the puck at the blue line was waiting for the trailing Dickinson to get to the net he did perfect sauce pass from Kane and Dickinson drew a penalty if not it would have been a goal those two are on a, they're on a wavelength right now. And and I think Dickinson deserves some credit for his versatility and the way yeah. he's been able to play lately.
0: Yeah. I mean, um, you know, if you, if you guys want to play the video uh, after I hop off here, you can from, from Dickinson, but not to spoil too much of it, but he, he talked about playing with Patrick Kane and, and how, you know, he feels that he's a very versatile player himself, that he's able to kind of, you know, adapt pretty, pretty easily to the guys he's playing around. And that Honestly, he hasn't really had to change too much of his own game to uh, to, to make it work with with Patrick Kane. So that's, that's that's confidence in in himself and in the way he plays. And yeah, Dickinson is is not a uh, you know, he's 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 not a flashy guy. He's not a, you know, primetime goal scorer, but he's a guy that, that can go in and, and and give you a little bit of everything depending on uh, the role that he needs to play. So yeah, I, I think when when you have guys like that, sometimes it is a little bit easier to to mix with a player that has such a unique skill set that, like Patrick Kane does, when you put a guy, you know, like Patrick Kane with Patrick Kane, there could be sparks, there could be magic. You put a guy who could, you know, put up 40 goals with Patrick Kane, then you have you know outcomes like Artemi Panarin's uh, break into the NHL or Alex DeBrincat, you know, the way that he was able to play with Patrick Kane. But when you have a guy who's you know, plays a simple game and and can be adaptable to to his linemates like Jason Dickinson. You have these odd matchups where you know you put a guy who not to you know not to badmouth Dickinson, but a guy who's kind of just a guy with Patrick Kane, and you see these these spurts of you know offense come out where you really wouldn't have expected it to come. So you know that's a credit to him and and the kind of player he is, and and honestly to 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 think that Jason Dickinson would come in this season and have the impact he has. Um it's kind of just been gravy on 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 top of everything with you know how he got here and you know what uh what Kyle Davidson gave up to to bring in Jason Dickinson. It was I mean that was that was the, the, the Canucks was giving fleece. up on Jason 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 yeah. Dickinson.
1: They gave us Jason Dickinson and a second round draft pick to get two million dollars of cap space and Riley Stillman. Like thank you. Yeah, Uh, and that's not the worst thing they've done this season. (laughs) (laughs) That's (laughs) true. Dickinson's not reinventing the wheel here. He's not doing anything. He's, as you said, he's creating some space for himself. He's putting his stick on his ice, and he's going and he's getting to the net, and he's waiting for that puck to get there. He is basically using the Artem Anisimov strategy of playing with Patrick Kane, get to the net, put your stick on the ice, and wait for it to tick off your stick and go in. Yeah, that's it. And Patrick Kane loves that. Because, like, he's just, he knows, like, some, like we criticized Max Domi a lot this season when they were together, and there was some chemistry and is chemistry between them, but a lot of times it's Domi looking for Kane to give him the puck, where Dickinson's looking for Kane to get the puck. Yeah. There's a difference. Or Domi would look to give Kane the puck and then kind of just stop and watch him and not go to the net afterwards, you know. So a different Sometimes simple is all you need, and and uh, Jamie Jamie Pierce in the uh, our, in the comment our uh, uh, friends are with the with the owls in Canada yep. uh, says, "Does this move Dickinson up the trade chart?" And uh, I'm jo- I joked earlier. I said, "Well, now you have to package Dickinson in any Patrick Kane trade because <laughs> they, he's he's been the uh, he's he's led to the, the renaissance of Kane season here the last three games. So now it's gonna be like well." Hey, I know you only want to give me one first-round pick for Patrick Kane, but how about you give me two first-round for Patrick Kane
0: and yeah. Jason Dickinson.
2: <laughs> sure. Um, His new best friend. He makes $2.6 million next year. Then he's an unrestricted free agent. I um, This falls into my same category as I wrote about last week with, with Sam Lafferty and, and others. Like, Don't just start trading guys for the sake of trading them. What are the odds a fourth-round pick becomes better than Jason Dickinson or Sam Lafferty, it's probably pretty unlikely. You still got to have guys on this roster. Yeah, there's got to be guys on the team. Let them play another year. Uh, And look, if Kane and Taves are gone, they're going to have even more elevated roles than they had this year and see what they are. Why not? You know, I just, I just the idea of just trading everybody to just get as many late picks as you can, that's all fine and good. And maybe one of them, you know, let's say you get four of them. Maybe one of them becomes an NHL player. Fine, but at some point, you can't just (laughs) just give everybody away.
1: This uh, that reminds me of something. Our friends over at Elite Prospects tweeted out a very interesting stat talking about late late draft picks. Uh, Here it is: Uh, since twenty between two thousand ten and two thousand twenty, the Blackhawks. Have had two thousand four hundred and sixty-seven games played by guys drafted in the third round or later. Uh, that is s- seventh in the NHL. So uh,
0: that that stat is is those players that were drafted by those teams that played NHL games. It's not necessarily those right, players that played the games. So with they've had
1: team. they've had eighteen players drafted in the third round or later since twenty ten play in the NHL. I'm not saying that's a reason to trade Jason Dickinson for a fourth round pick, sure. but there's been some success there, but it's also a
2: different staff. Absolutely.
1: But you're right. Your main point about like, don't just trade Jason Dickinson to say you trade it to, to get something like you got to, uh, you know, don't trade him for a fourth round. If someone calls and says I'll give you a second or a third for Jason Dickens, of course you're trading yeah. him. But don't just trade him for a fifth round just for pick the sake because of it. you're trading him for a fifth round pick. Yeah. I'm not saying he's untouchable. No, you but, got, but get value from
2: him. Yeah, you set your again, this is with everybody. And you say I'm a, I'm not trading this guy for less than X. Right. You know, yeah, or, what you
1: think is full value for him or move on. Exactly. You don't
2: have to trade him.
1: You can well, but you don't have to.
0: The other thing is you don't want Kyle Davison doesn't want to go out there and put himself out there and say like, Hey, yeah, you can, you can have whatever you want. I'll, I i do not care. I'll just take whatever you give me. Like you can't put out that reputation of, yeah, you can, you can take advantage of me and, and get any player you want just because I, I, I want to get picks or I want to get future assets. Like that's, that's not putting himself out there amongst other GMs uh, in, in, a, in a good light in a good light to him, to himself. And look, like we've, we've talked about it all season. The Blackhawks have expressed it, you know, many times, whether it's Kyle Davidson or, or, you know, the, 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 man, the, the ownership group, the management group, they are putting an emphasis on the Rockford ice hogs having success this season. If you trade a dozen of your NHL players, you're going to have to screw up what you're doing in Rockford by bringing up those guys To fill those roster spots and that's ruining the chemistry that that or that that club is trying to build together as they're looking to you know play long into the spring and summer in the ahl season and it's just it's just not feasible to sell everything off like yes we say like anything that's not bolted down is, is is fair game but it doesn't mean that you know anybody besides seth jones should be traded like you have to have guys to fill out a roster to, you know, this season and next season. And you, you can't play the Rockford Ice Hogs as the Blackhawks and expect good things to happen. Like, that's that's not the path to, for, for development. And it's clearly not the path that, you know, Davidson is is, is really going to, uh, to commit to. Honestly, I, I don't feel like there's going to be any, unless there's, you know, major injuries or anything, I don't see where call-ups are going to happen until after – March 3rd again so yeah it, it 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 you can't just sell off everything and What I think also you're gonna yeah, you're gonna go need, ahead, you're gonna need guys for next year too so if, if a guy has one or two years left on a deal um and some team says oh you know we'll give you a fourth round pick it's like okay but sure you 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 move the future of a potential player down the road down the road but then you still have to fill that spot you can't fill that spot with here here's our lines it's Tyler Johnson and fourth round pick and Philip Kershev. Like you have to fill it with guys who can, guys who can play. So uh-huh. you, you can't just, it, it causes more problems for Davis Davidson going out next year and having to be like, Oh, now I have to sign a free agent or I have to call somebody up who's not ready. Like you need those established players to just fill your roster because next season is not going to be Stanley cup or bust. Even if Connor Bedard is here, it's not going to be that. Like next year is going to be a little bit like this year with a couple of extra young guys thrown in. So you need those NHL veterans. You need those guys who can go in and play those play those roles, you know, on the ice, in the locker room. And Jason Dickinson is one of those guys. Sam Lafferty, I would argue, is one of those guys. Again, if you're blown away by a deal, sure, do it. But you can't just do it just to say, oh, I got all these future assets. It's like, okay, then, you know, it's, it's, it's not the proper path of development.
1: Don't be surprised if they're in some of these trades made at the deadline, that guys on bad contracts that are going to be here for another year are brought back guys that can finish out sure. the year here. You may get a Milan Lucic. Yeah. So, so the flames can go out and make a bigger trade, you know, yeah. to take Milan Lucic and their second round pick, you know, and yep. then, you know that. So yeah, don't be surprised. You see stuff like that as the Hawks, maybe don't trade that many players, like everybody wants, but they're involved in trades to help other teams facilitate their bigger move by taking on cap space or, or a bad contract or something like that. But yeah, I, I obviously if somebody calls and blows blows the doors off you for Sam Lafferty or Jason Dickinson or Taylor Radish, you, you, you're gonna take the deal if it's too good to be true, but you gotta hold on to some of these guys.
2: Yeah, and it's I think it's when we're talking about Domi and Athena you and guys on expiring deals you could be a little bit less, like, you know, lying in the sand about what you're willing to take because you probably have an idea, like, "Oh, we're probably not going to bring a you back. Domi, maybe. Those guys were know. signed to be traded. Exactly. So if, if someone's only going to give you a fourth for a you and he's going to walk anyway, I don't feel quite as bad about that as I would about taking a fourth for Lafferty or Dickinson or Radish or any of these guys signed beyond this season, right? Again, you guys are saying it, and I'll just repeat it. Like, yeah, if someone's going to blow your doors off, cool. You should be open for business on everybody all the time, always. Oh, absolutely. The The idea of, a, of an untouchable should not exist if you're a GM. No one's untouchable. I'm sorry.
1: No, not for not. the right price. Right. Like the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase used to say, everybody's got a price. That's right.
2: That's right. right. And Virgil would come out in his striped pants and get beat up. That was his job. Bad oh, for Virgil, yeah.
1: Paid well for that. Or Virgil. Eventually, you eventually got his, his his revenge. I guess so. I guess so.
2: Yeah, uh, Lebowski says no one's trading at first for Lafferty. No, of course not. And, and I if think somebody calls to, and
1: says you say yes, and you make you right. send that fax before they can realize that they're mm-hmm. suffering from a blow to the head.
2: Yeah, by the way, shout out to NN Shocky Boys uh, who said he got his tickets through game time tonight, had a great time last minute. With three buddies. That's it. I hope you nice. use the link in our uh, descriptions. That's exactly the way to help us out. That's uh, that's really good stuff. Um, we started the show talking about Patrick Kane a little bit, uh, saying that, you know, if you if you were not reading the news and just came to your first Hawks game of the year, you wouldn't see number 88 on the ice and think, that guy's injured. You know, he looked, he looked kind of like the old Patrick Kane again on this one. What are your thoughts from what you saw, Mario, tonight from Kane?
0: Yeah, I mean, in... In a vacuum, um, Kane looked Kane looked good uh, tonight. Obviously, you know, coming off of, of nine days of not having to play hockey, probably did his body some good. Um, but yeah, I, I think if, if you're if you're looking at it as a whole, um, he he hasn't been the, the the same guy that we've expected to, to, to see uh, on the ice day day after day, night after night. Um, I think there's, I honestly think that there 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 is something to be said for the injury concerns that it seems like there are around the league, Um, but there's still interest in him. He's still Patrick Kane. He's still out there um, giving you more than most NHL players could. Um, But yeah, I, I I think tonight, tonight was, was a good game from him. No, no doubt about it, but when he's on the ice, there's a little bit more that, you know, maybe he can put mind over matter. Um, I just wonder how long that that can last Uh, and, based off of this season yeah probably some of it is is uh, due in part to his his teammates his quality of teammates compared to pre- previous seasons but I do think that there are some legitimate injury concerns um, if you've if you've listened uh, around the league we've talked about it a few times uh, in the last week or so but if you've listened around the league there there is a sentiment across the league from management players scouting staff pro, uh, pro scouting staffs that, you know, there there's, there's a known injury, there's a known, um, you know, injury concern with him. And there's, you know, even potential for this, ne- you know, necessary surgery. You know, if, if, if you listen to, uh, I believe it was Arthur Staple with the athletic, you know, he wrote just last week that, you know, the, the, there's a sense around the league that Patrick Kane needs surgery. Um, so if he can gut it out, if he can play through it, if he can play a little bit more with Jason Dickinson and, and put up some numbers uh maybe that that eases some concerns for some teams but you know i i I, i'm starting to really believe that there is only a percentage of the pie chart that we're that we're getting from patrick kane and that other teams are going to get from him at the trade deadline and that's going to affect what uh what potentially could be packaged to uh to get him
2: we had a question earlier from michael asking if if we think the Hawks actually know what Kane and Taves want to do. I don't think so. I really don't think they, that they know what either guy's ultimate decision is going to be. Um, if they did, I, I I don't know what, what good does it do them to not talk about it? If they knew, right? Like what is the point of waiting and, and pretending like you don't know if you know, Well, maybe. It? what's the benefit there? It, maybe if, if they
0: knew something would have happened.
1: Yeah, maybe or maybe it's, hey, the, the thought is the back of the mind, like, well, okay, Patrick Kane says he wants to get traded and we can't facilitate a trade, then we look bad. Then we're the guys that couldn't trade Patrick Kane. So then does a the trade happen with no warning? No, I think there'll be warning. I uh as Mario updated his his article earlier with uh, Pierre LeBrun update, uh, you know, saying that their, you know, Pat Personne is is talking and given him the list. And they said that the Hawks will know, you know, with seven to 10 days before the deadline, what he wants to do. So that's another, what, 10, 12 days from now?
2: Yeah.
0: So that, yeah, so that report was basically saying that in the next couple of days, Patch, and this was coming from Pat Brisson, uh through, through Pierre Lebrun today on uh, insider trading. Um, that decision, one way or the other, is, is supposed to come in the next couple of days and that, uh, potential teams, if Patrick Kane were to say, yes, uh, I will waive my no movement clause. I will accept a trade. Um, he will provide a, a short list of teams that he would, uh, be open to be trading, uh, to be traded to. And that would come with at least seven to 10 days, uh, of, uh, of time for teams to prepare their best offers. Uh, to the Blackhawks, if that were to be the case prior to the deadline, so it's at least a week before the deadline, uh, teams would be able to um, be notified uh, if, if if they were in the running for for Patrick Kane, and then be able to put a put a deal together uh, with that uh, w- with that time frame. So it could it could come in the next couple of days that Patrick Kane says, "Yep, you know what? I've I've had enough. I've I've made my decision. I want to move on. I want to see what's out there." Um, the term shortlist makes me think that they are going to potentially avoid a situation that happened last season with, uh, fellow Brassan, uh, client Claude Drew, where he said, I only want to go to Florida. Um, so it sounds like if Kane does decide to, uh, to go the trade route that he will at least have at least two options for the Blackhawks to, to go with maybe, maybe uh, as many as three, we'll see what happens. But, um, He could also decide and say, you know what, I've considered all the options that are on the table and none of them excite me enough at this time. And he could decide to, to to ride out the rest of this season with Chicago and see what happens over the summer, whether that's dependent on where they land in the draft lottery or, you know, what they, uh, you know, what they come to, come to him and say, here, this is, this is what our plans are for, for, for next season. Um, you know this is our, our free agency plan this is what you might be able to expect and see if he wants to uh to to sign an extension or go into free agency and um, Greg and I have talked about it uh, the last couple of days but um for for me and and and, and Greg you know it it, it kind of just feels like if if he's not traded it's either walk away or sign a deal to to retire as a blackhawk don't do a one year, and let's do this merry-go-round again. It's God, please. It's, it's, it's yeah. It's that either, It's either long term, and and all, only wear a Blackhawk sweater, or you know, thank you for your time and your service, and you'll you'll be a legend forever. But um, you'll finish your career elsewhere. I, but, th- yeah,
1: I think the fact that over the last couple days, and it was again this morning, that the fact that Patrick Kane is even acknowledging that there are teams interested in him and kind of like saying, yeah, there's some intriguing stuff there. There's some exciting options. The fact that he's even acknowledging that tells me from the guy that's been ever since last year, we're just going to let it play it out. We're going to take it a day. I'm not focused on that. Well, now he's kind of focused on that. So that tells me he's not saying that saying, yes, I want to be traded, but he's definitely thinking about it. He's thinking about it. Like if all, through October, November, and December was like, oh, I'm not thinking about that. He's clearly thinking about it now. And I don't know if that means he wants to be traded, but, you know, ultimately, I think I think they both, you know, I, as we get closer, I think they both agree to get traded. They either both agree to get traded or neither agree to get traded. Interesting. But I, but the fact that Pat Brisson is putting in the work He's being the yep. conduit. So when they do say, I want to be traded and these are the three teams I want to go to, you know Pat Persona is also calling Kyle Davis is saying these are the teams and this is what they're prospectively. So when it's time to do, it could happen quickly.
2: Yeah, I, I'm going to throw my fan hat on here for a second. And just like, I, we've all, everyone's been doing it from the three of us to everybody that watches us to everybody in the United Center thinking about life without Patrick Kane and Jonathan Taves on the Blackhawks. And there's part of me that sometimes feels like just move on, just rip off the bandaid, move on to the next, you know, live, move on to the next era of Blackhawks hockey and forget about those two. Not like always, but just like, Hey, let's, it's time for the next generation. And then there's part of me that says, if Patrick Kane wants to play here for three more years, and call it a career, and get a no movement clause, and when it's done, it's done. I'm on board for that too. I'm not on board for another year of this. No. And you know who else is probably not? Patrick Kane. I mean, he's tired of answering the question and tired of thinking about it. You think it's torture for us, as analysts and fans and all those things? Think about how this feels for Patrick Kane you know, legacy matters to him and Taves too. I don't want to exclude Taves from this, you know, but I, I just think Kane is one with more solid hockey left. So it would make more sense from a competitive standpoint to bring him back. But I don't know. Part of me is just like, you know, yeah. thank you, no. but let's move on. I don't, I, I honestly, it cha- my, uh, my thought on it changes all the time because it's, it's an emotional thing. I think we're all kind of there. Like, Boy, it's good. I went to visit some friends who are at the game today. I haven't seen it in a while. We were talking about it. I'm like, it's going to be so weird to come to a Hawks game and not have Kane and Taves on the team. Yeah. It's so it's such a foreign concept, you know. But maybe that's the best thing for this organization moving forward. If you're going to
1: rebuild, you got to rebuild. Um, I I agree with you. I I'm the same way. I'm ready to. Let's move on from that era. It's time. It's time to do it. And, but if, if Kane says, I want to stay here and I want to finish, I don't want to play for another team. I want to come back. I want to play. And I, I, I'd be okay with that. But yeah, the one year let's do this all over again. No, I don't think anybody wants that. Nobody wants that. So the Hawks don't want that. Patrick Kane doesn't want that. You know, if he comes back and says, Hey, I want to I want to retire as a hawk. I got 3 more years left. Let's do this. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to help with the rebuild. I want to get the point record. Cool. Yeah, you got to get to the cap floor. You got to sell tickets. Connor Bedard and Patrick Kane playing together. That that wouldn't suck. Um so, you know, go get the surgery. Get healthy. If you got to miss if you can't play until Christmas next year, no sure. biggie. That doesn't hurt us one lick a difference. Yeah. So yeah, or or it's in 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 two and a half weeks. You know, we're, we're saying our goodbyes. It's gonna be emotional. It's it's not gonna be easy, but big picture, it's the right thing to do for uh, both sides.
2: Our very handsome Greek friend Charlie Romeliotis just published a story um, for a website that I will not mention because apparently we're their rivals. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Kane hasn't made a decision yet, one way or another, about his future but he did acknowledge before the game on Tuesday that he'll savor these final games at the UC leading up to the deadline, just in case quote from Kane. Yeah, for sure. It's exciting to play in front of this crowd. I think you'll probably cherish these five games a little bit more before the deadline, just not knowing what's going to happen. I mean, he's thinking about it. He is fully aware of how many games remain and you know what, and, and what this has meant to him. You know, I, I was talking to you guys and I texted you over the weekend as I was catching up on the All Star festivities and, like, just how. And maybe this is bothering me more than, than it bothers most, but I think it is the emotionless, these guys at the All Star game looking like they're just, you know, they just got drafted or something, not into the league, but into a war. They looked miserable. Like, they didn't want to be there. And I think Patrick Kane is going through, like, the constant flashbacks of the good times he's had here and what the city means to him and all the all-star games and moments he's had and Stanley Cups and Smythe, and all the things that he's accomplished in this one sweater. But then he also sees the writing on the wall that maybe I'm really not wanted here right now. And it's nothing against him. I'm talking about from the Hawks management perspective. Not him personally, but just like, hey, I think... It feels like the organization is just kind of ready just and Mike says it he mentioned mentions Aaron Rodgers a very similar thing like I think the Green Bay Packers are just like I'm just he's really, he's really good one of the best players I've ever played for this franchise but we are just ready to move on for different reasons yep. cuz Aaron Rodgers is a complete peen and a dork he's going on a dark retreat or some Whatever. Yeah, it's what you do when you have no
1: friends and your family hates
2: you. Just advice: find someone who thinks as highly of you as Aaron Rodgers thinks about himself. That's not possible. You will die a happy person. Um, I'm just rambling yeah, I, on. I'm just trying no, to talk I, through
0: my my feelings here. Sorry. I think to to, to Mike's point, I think that the, those comparisons are are skewed differently. I think that is a sick and tired of your antics fan base with the Packers and Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Kane is not holding the Blackhawks over the barrel uh, and saying like, oh, well, maybe I'll retire or maybe I'll come back. Maybe I'll want to play. No, he's, he's, he's being a professional. He's being, honestly, he's just being a hockey player. He's going out there and, and, and doing, you know, the uh, going out there and, and, and competing, probably playing through an injury to try and, and, you know, give himself uh, the, the kind of season he wants um, give him, give himself on the Blackhawks a uh, some ch- type of success, and and honestly too, maybe doing the Blackhawks a service and saying like, look, like, you know, maybe I maybe I do want to be traded, and I understand that I'm the biggest trade piece, so I'm gonna try and play through whatever I uh, whatever he may be playing through to give them to give the organization an opportunity to say, hey, look, we can still deal Patrick Kane and and, and help. Uh, you know, help the, the rebuilding plans. I, I think that that's I don't think it's it's really a, a comparison to Rogers. But the idea of moving on because it's time to move on, I don't think that's too far too far off. but I, I would I would say that there is, and I, I tend to believe this too, I, there is room for a guy like Patrick Kane to be a part of the team moving forward if he wanted to be a part of it and if management wanted if, if management wanted him to be a part of it i don't think there's any reason that they couldn't make something work that he couldn't play a role in helping the team through the rebuild in being a guy who if he wanted to accept the role of being the being the veteran and being the guy who could uh you know help guide a couple of the young players as they you know transition to their professional careers um and he's a guy who has said before he's he likes playing with young guys. He likes being able to, you know, be around the youthful energy. And if he wanted to be a part of it and the organization wasn't trying to kick him out the door and slam slam it behind him, there's a way for him to be a part of that. It just comes down to, you know, if he wants it and if, and if the team wants it.
2: Yeah. Uh, we, I feel like we hear this, uh, every few shows, but no, Roy just Ray, just saying, why can't you just trade Kane and then sign him again in the offseason? You can, there's Man. no rule against that. It just, it just Incredible. happens. So rarely, you.
0: you know, <laughs> oh, it's not, it's you standing in my it. head in the, in the fricking wall. I mean, it's, there's no, there's no I under, rule. There's I no understand rule. people just, say, Oh, you could just go and sign them. How often does that happen? I'm, I'm, I'm pleading with Blackhawks fans. How often does that happen? Think about it. Often. How often does that happen?
1: Anton Vermette's the can last can guy I could think doing of doing
0: this, please.
1: Yeah, it doesn't happen I'm so, often. I'm
0: so sick of the trade him and he'll come back. How often does that happen? Adam, you know?
1: Hey, it's gonna happen for both Patrick Kane and Alex Debrinkett. That's what Twitter tells me.
0: Yeah, and Kirby Doc and Max Domi, and we're just gonna woo. We're gonna ride again. I'm anyway, right. like, yeah. I'm like honestly frustrated by that. <laughs> no, I and couldn't tell. I know Nori no just rage. That's, that's the real one. I assume. Yes. Um, I know he's, 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 he's a diehard and, and I appreciate everything, but like that, we need to stop doing that. that no, thing. I think
1: if you trade him, that's, that's your sign of the universe that you have moved on from the 2010s era and you're closing
2: the door on it. Oh, yeah. you know, it is 2023. Yeah. It's time. It's time. Yep. All right. Let's get Speaking to the things. Uh, yeah, let's get to our four stars <laughs> of the game here. So we can let Mario go home. Yeah. So he doesn't put any holes yeah, in the drywall. Me out.
0: It is dark back. There. It looks
2: like it. They're flashing the lights at you. Uh, three stars. Uh, Brett Leeson uh, is a J- Jack. What's his name? Jack Schmegma. I can never think of the guy's name. Jason Megna. Jason Megna <laughs> no. Damn it. Uh, and, I'm sure
1: nobody in grade school <laughs> ever called him that either.
2: And Frank Petrano, who I called Sonny Milano, <laughs> yeah. when he scored the goal. All, Italian, it. all Italians look the same to you. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Mario. I don't mean to <laughs> to diminish your peoples at all, yeah. but uh yeah, whatever. All ducks. <laughs> cool. Okay. Uh my four star of the game. I'm gonna give it to Seth Jones. Uh he had a goal plus one. Twenty-four forty-two of ice time three shots on goal two more shot attempts five takeaways that's good and a block shot yes he had a giveaway that led directly to a ducks goal agree yes it cannot be denied but that was like literally the only bad moment of the game seth jones had
1: the goal showed how his hockey iq because uh the hawks won the draw back to him he got it over to Tyler Johnson and then immediately saw that there was a lane in the net and he joined the rush and it ended up being a three on two and he got the goal. That's yep. That's brains. That's hockey smarts and that's that's plays that he can make.
2: Um so yeah, very good game for Seth Jones. He's just pl- he's playing with such confidence lately. You- um just you know stick on winning board battles pl- taking the angles he has looked like a different dude over the last 10 there's, 15 there's games. a play in the first
1: period i think it was where he got to the boards it was him and max Comtois or comcro whatever his name is uh, who's not uh who's not a small guy he's a physical player and he kind of like it almost looked like an nba rebound he kind of used his body to box him along the boards and he calmly passed the puck up he's he's you're right he's playing with confidence and it's not a coincidence that we've seen the turnaround in his season when he got paired with jake mccabe that helps helps. uh i'm gonna go with tyler johnson as my fourth star welcome back tyler missed the last uh handful of games after aggravating that ankle injury but uh, almost 20 minutes of ice time tonight so definitely he's 100 had an assist was plus two, could have easily had a couple of goals. He hit a post. There was another play where he was right in front of the net and then his stick got tied up right at the last second. Might have been on a Patrick Kane pass, now to think about it. Uh, but he had four shots on goal, eight shot attempts. He was feeling it tonight. Uh, he was a guy that was happy to be back on ice in his show. So, Tyler Johnson, welcome back. You're my fourth star of the game.
2: Good, Johnson.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had a, he had a good game. Good to see him... Uh, back healthy uh my four star of the night i went with uh jake mccabe he came Mixing out it of, up huh <laughs> yeah really, I, I thought i'd throw you guys a curveball uh came out of the gate firing literally uh, a couple of a couple of big slap shots uh to to open up the game uh really uh, letting out that uh letting off that steam that he didn't make it to the all-star game and uh, was trying to show seth jones i'll show you 94.7 miles per hour uh, <laughs> So yeah, he came out uh, firing. Uh, 22 minutes of ice time tonight. Three shots on goal. Two hits. Uh, was was one of the more effective defensemen tonight. So uh, yeah, Jake McCabe, keeping uh, He's he's he's, he's, he's ca- I think he's caught if not surpassed Dylan Strome for most uh, fourth star honors. I think that's, in Blackhawks uh, Blackhawks history.
1: I think that's a a fair assumption to make. Uh, And I'm not going to go back and check the stats either. Uh, Steven get on that. I I think. (laughs) He says no. I think think Jake McCabe, the way he came out in that first period was like, last time we played this guy, Jared Genorty scored two goals. I'm shooting the
2: puck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's let Mario go because he's going to get locked in and it's going to become like a whole, he's going to go on TikTok and document his night alone in the United Center. Making himself nachos. Yeah, there, were, there were there
1: were things exploding <laughs> in there earlier before the game. Yeah. So we need to get you out of there.
0: Jay, <laughs> yeah, you bizarre. missed it. We were. It was before. It was before the game. It's a. It's a very quiet, mostly empty United Center, and uh, we just hear like a big thud and then a loud hissing, like, and then two of the like UC workers like jumped a barricade and was like, "Oh no!" And we're like, we were like "I was ready out. to run. We, yeah, I'm we sure were, like, it's fine." We need to, do we need to duck and cover? Like, what is going to happen? But uh, everything was fine. Um, the, the the concessions workers didn't go on strike. As of now, uh, everything's okay.
1: All right. Well, maybe they did, and you're locked
2: in.
0: Yeah, there maybe, you go. Maybe. Well, at least I got friends with me. There's still some guys here. All right, cool. All
2: right, Mario, drive safe. Appreciate you. We'll talk to you uh, Thursday. All right, we'll see you guys. That guys. is uh, Mario Tirabasi. Follow him on Twitter, at Mario underscore tirabasi and now it is time for our draft kings king of the game sure that wasn't sonny milano it was not sonny milano as he did not play in this game and it was not jason schmegma either the king of the game jason dickinson duh a goal and assist three shots on goal fourteen thirty of ice time he continues his very very solid play and i like the thumbnail we used of tiny little tyler johnson trying to reach the top of giant Looks like, no, he's,
1: he's putting the crown on top of his head. Yeah, he's
2: crowning him. <laughs> crown his ass. That's it. Beautiful. So there is our DraftKings king of the game. And hey, guess what? If you missed it, there's a big football game coming up this weekend. No. Something called the Superb Owl. XFL is coming back, right? <laughs> That's right. uh Are you ready for the biggest Sunday in sports? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. Has all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet just five dollars and get two hundred in free bets instantly. That means you go in there, you put five bucks in your account, you bet it on something, and you get two hundred bucks in your account instantly. Plus, all customers can get in on Super Bowl fifty-seven excitement with DraftKings Happy Hour Super Boosts. Check the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between five p.m and 8 p.m. Central to see what prop bet will be boosted. And uh, I am really looking forward to this game. It's like a Super Bowl that's kind of hard to pick. It feels like everyone's kind of leaning Eagles, But I'm not betting against Pat Mahomes, ever. It's hard to do that. Ever in life. It's hard
1: to do that. Uh, I really don't have a horse in this race. Uh, I'm going to be rooting for my squares and my bets that I place on the DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm not going to be upset if either side wins. I do, am intrigued with uh, the Jalen Hurts just because of how similar of a game he plays to Justin Fields and how fast it's happened. Year three, hey, they went out and got him two really good wide receivers Mm. in year three. You're in a Super Bowl. Granted, they have a really good defense too and a good offensive line that helps details. But it gives me hope as a Bears fan with Justin Fields to see. Hey, look what the Eagles did. Use that as your blueprint. And let's freaking go.
2: I agree. Uh, also, I want to see the Philly fans celebrate after a Super Bowl win. Yes. Get However. Up the, get
1: up them grease poles.
2: I cannot bet against my guy, Andy Reid. I just can't. I saw Andy Reid getting off an airplane in Arizona in a suit yesterday. And all I could think of was Andy Reid wore a suit in an airplane and had to be the most miserable person in the world. Then he gets off to the tarmac in Arizona, where it's probably 115 degrees and Andy Reed is miserable. He my, deserves to win.
1: My guess is he put that
2: suit on on approach he he was sitting there
1: he was sitting there in gym shorts and flip-flops for the whole three hours and then the last 15 minutes he got up and put the suit on
2: see me and rick talked about that on today's i'm fat podcast quick plug and uh and i said that too like oh no way he wore that the whole way the landing gears down i'm putting my suit on right now (laughs) that's it there's no shot uh, so I'm rooting for Andy Reid. But, hey, let's just all have a good time and eat a ton of wings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the code CHGO. New customers bet 5 bucks on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. We don't have to mention Ohio anymore. I guess it's legal. No, out. I guess not. All right, way to go, Ohio. They caught up to the rest of us. Um, we got our, our tank standings coming up. We got 52 likes. Uh, if we get to 55, we'll get an extra spin. I'm not, I'm, I'm not being overly demanding tonight, but before we get to that, Boo. we lost an icon. We did. Um, last week, uh, this weekend, right? Whatever day it was. I don't know what day it is anymore. Melinda Dillon passed away. And if you don't know Melinda Dillon, Melinda Dillon is Ralphie's mom from Christmas story. That's where I learned her from. That was my intro. As as was me. To Melinda Dillon. Then later in life, I saw the 1977 cinematic classic Slapshot. And I saw Suzanne Hanrahan. And then a couple years after that, I made the connection that Suzanne Hanrahan and Ralphie's mom were the same person. And I felt very, very strange. And I did not need Roman. In that moment, uh, boy, it was, uh, and I'm sure there's people out there that have not made that connection yet. Steven, have you seen Slapshot?
0: Uh, I feel like I'm gonna age myself here by being another one of those young guys like Mario, but yeah. no, I have not. Okay, Man,
2: well, you're not, not a big, th- you're not a big hockey guy, so I won't hold that. I'll against this, you. I'll just try to explain. This is whatever. It's the human body. It's a beautiful thing. Uh, Melinda Dillon, her only scene in the movie is a. Uh, post and pre-coital conversation. No, don't,
1: don't, get, don't Google Don't it. Google it's it. It's not safe for work. It, there's nothing I wasn't going wow, okay, to yeah. put it on screen. Yeah, uh, Don't
2: put it on screen. But if you type in Melinda Dillon's Slapshot, you'll get what we're talking about. You'll see Melinda's um, Dillon's. And, uh, and she was... <laughs> Maybe I won't search that at work. She was, All right. yeah, no, yeah, no. she was shirtless in the scene. So to have that realization of... Wait, that's Ralphie's mom? Oh. Oh. Yeah, it's...
1: Oh. Yeah. It, yeah, like... <laughs> growing up watching Christmas story and then being like 17 and seeing the un- unedited version of slapshot for the first time and then that dawning on that you're like whoa it took me years to
2: realize that I knew it right away oh you did yeah because okay. I,
1: I recognized her and then was like
2: oh oh it was the I think I finally realized like
1: like why was the old man always so pissed off I mean that was she was uh <laughs> quite the looker yeah we're not going to use the nickname we used over on
2: the couches earlier <laughs> no we will not uh anyway rest in peace morning yes. dylan uh just terrific in that one little scene she stole the show man <laughs> she stole the show I'll, I'll give her that and uh hey she was great as ralphie's mom and by the way i know it's not christmas season i love christmas story it's one of my favorites and i very reluctantly watched the sequel they made it was actually very good okay I they didn't did see they did it justice i didn't i was worried um, yeah i liked it okay does it take place in the 70s yes okay good that was my one thing i was yes.
1: like yes if he's 40 or 50 it's got to be the 70s. 70s or
2: early 80s okay. i don't i forget but yes it is representative right. of that time All right. That's,
1: that was my because i'm like if it takes place today it's bs <laughs> uh
2: bijon says for me it was burgess meredith when I found out Mickey from Rocky was the penguin on Batman. Yes, but he had his shirt on. Yeah. Well, there was that one topless scene with the penguin. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny that, that one still, there's people I know that have seen both those movies a bunch of times. that still don't have that realization of, wait, that's her. Oh my God. That is her. And it is kind of a... It's a little creepy. <laughs> it is a bit of that feeling. A creepy. All right, did we get our desire? We didn't get our... We did not. F- Come on. It's one like, guys. two more likes, We're guys. Talking about We're at boob- 54. we
1: just talked about boobs for the I mean, last it's five minutes. 10 minutes, minutes on
2: on toplessness. We can't get likes for that. That's not, not right. going to get the likes. Nothing will. All right, well, let's update the tank standings, and if we don't get there, we don't get there. I might take one away. <laughs> All right. The Blackhawks are now currently... Second in the tank standings, they have 35 points in 49 games. Columbus still leads with 34 points in 51 games. Anaheim in third, 40 points. They're pulling away in 52 games. Arizona, 40 and 51. And San Jose, who beat the Lightning today, 43 points in 52 games. So the two at the top are really starting to get some separation from the other 5 losing
1: regulation on Friday night to the Coyotes. You can... Even more separation
2: with our yeah. friends in Phoenix. Yeah, we're getting to that point. We're about to, what are we, this was game 49 for the Hawks, right? No. Yeah. So, yeah, we're running out of time. All right, we've reached our uh, our like threshold, so we're going to do two bonus spins. If we get to 60, I'll give you a third one. How about that? All right. All right, so let's give the uh, old tankathon a spin here. Oh, there hey, we go. Hey, hey, all right, one and done. We don't need them. We got one two in the, we got one in the bank, just one in the bank. We're going to bank one, but we spun it, Hawks. Got the first pick, Columbus second, Anaheim third, Arizona fourth, San Jose fifth. So the only real change there are the Hawks and uh, Duck and uh, Blue Jackets flip-flopping.
1: Hey, hey, good news is, bad news is they don't get the number one overall pick, but the good news is, is they can now bet on DraftKings for the Super Bowl. So yeah. even trade. There you go. Beautiful. Even trade.
2: All right. We want to thank everybody for tuning in to the show today. We are off tomorrow. I needed a break after one show back uh, since Thursday, so I demanded that that this would be an off show too. Uh, but we're back Thursday, and of course early then, Thursday, early ten thirty yeah, breakfast. Yeah, breakfast with the Blackhawks ten thirty on on Thursday, and then Friday we've got our takeover and post game podcast from there. So it's going to be a great time as I find my read. All right, reminder. We are presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use promo code CHGO when you sign up. Smash that like button on your way out. Make sure you're subscribed to our YouTube page and on your podcast app, and we will talk to you Thursday morning on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.